Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, 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 one, two, three. Greetings, dearplings. Welcome back to the planet. Okay, okay. My dog is tap dancing across the living room. Uh, if you can't hear, <laughs> he's doing a little showbiz jig. Um, so we're going to have to put him down. <laughs> Downstairs, guys, not euthanize him. Of course, we wouldn't do that. Um, but And now he's curling up into a little little ball on on uh in in uh um, my sidekick wife jackie's jacket <laughs> um so uh it's been a little bit of a break uh largely because it was my birthday last week uh which means i left my dirty 30s and went to my uh what, what rhymes with 40 my dorky 40s i guess <laughs> Uh, my, my, uh, my fourthy, I, uh, my orthy, my orthy 40s on account of me having to go to the orthotics <laughs> clinic all the time, uh, and going forward, I, I, I guess, uh, so I give myself a little break because I was out celebrating as one would when you reach the end of a decade and what a decade it was, <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so we, we had, uh, we went to old spaghetti factory, old, old spag fact as, as us insiders call it. Um, and, uh, we had the Spumoni ice cream. I came up with a cool idea that when you're out with your, uh, without out with your investment banking friends out on a night on the town at old spaghetti factory, um, you guys could play a game where whoever gets the most green in their Spumoni ice cream has to pick up the tab because they have the most green. And that's the old spaghetti factory challenge is what is what we're calling that. Um, uh, so that, that, that kicked up. I went to the university women's basketball game and uh, largely it looked like they were running a drill, both teams practicing passing the ball back and forth across the court for two quarters uh and then uh, my kids were hungry so they requested me to go get some snacks so i stepped out at the half um and uh went and got some popcorn and then i returned uh or i attempted to return back to my seat but the the uh, usher the ticket taker at the front said uh, where's your ticket and i said well i don't i have my ticket inside with my children and she said, I don't remember you. <laughs> and I said, uh, there's only four other people in the audience. And three of them look a lot like me. <laughs> and the other one is a blind guy with a seeing eye dog. <laughs> I don't even think he's there to watch basketball. <laughs> I, think, I think the dog just thought people were passing a ball around. And it was like a squeaky toy. It was, and the dog brought the blind guy and then the blind guy was just uh confused so so uh she was like well what's the score if if you were in the game and i said uh it was zero zero at the half <laughs> and she she looked inside and she's like okay you can go in so so i got to go back in and and then we we left shortly after the kids had their second pop of the evening as well as uh, the popcorn um 
I also went to a comedy show, a just for laughs comedy show at the uh, the Jubilee Auditorium, um, and uh, that was pretty good. I went uh, with a couple listeners to the pod, <laughs> Evan and Lisa, the two listeners that I have, and uh, and uh, our friend Zane, and uh, it was a great show. Except there was someone directly behind me who uh, every time any of the comedians said a punchline, he would just repeat the word back to himself and laugh like he had like he had never heard a, he had never heard how jokes work before. So the comedian would be like, uh, "What do you think of bubbles?" And then the guy behind us would be like, "Oh, bubbles." <laughs> Oh, Bubbles, God darn it, <laughs> this guy is wild, <laughs> and uh, this went on for the entirety of the two-hour show, so um, a big yikes to the guy who clearly needs to attend maybe a few more comedy shows to understand that uh, it consists of a comedian on stage saying the punchline with a special cadence, <laughs> and that's what makes it funny. It doesn't make it funny to say it back to yourself in your own dumb voice. <laughs> so, uh, big yikes to guy behind me. Although, I shouldn't, I shouldn't shit on the joy that he was experiencing. Um, another thing was we went to wrestling. Uh, we did a lot of birthday things. <laughs> we made a whole week of it. Um, but we went, we took the children to a local wrestling outfit called uh, Real Canadian Wrestling. And uh, we, we met a few friends there. And uh, I, I assured my children that nothing untoward would happen to them and that they'd be relatively safe. And uh, things were going fine until uh, Harlan Abbott and uh, Jesse Youngblood... <laughs> The, the two stars of the wrestling program uh, hopped out into the audience in front of us and then twisted each other's dicks <laughs> as my kids screamed in horror, closing their ears and their eyes. Um, <laughs> and, and then we left shortly afterwards, luckily, because apparently the wrestlers wrestled right behind us. I mean, this is the stuff you normally would pay extra for, but when you're uh, four years old and and seven and nine years old, it's a little bit frightening. I had to reassure them that the actions uh, taken by those big men in, in the audience were all, in fact, predetermined. <laughs> um, there was a terrorist attack today uh, happening from... The Canadian border in Niagara Falls going into the U.S., um, but the attackers just basically kind of killed them, killed themselves. On for or fortunately, I guess that they didn't kill and kill anyone else. At least it appears at that point. But uh, they don't even know if it's a terrorist act. We're just calling it that because a car exploded. But there's a lot of wax museums around the Niagara Falls area, and maybe. Perhaps they were transferring a, a wax figurine of The Rock or Vin Diesel, and maybe that erupted <laughs> into flames at the border. We, we'll never know, or we'll know eventually, but at this point, we don't know. Um, but uh, big yikes to terrorists in general. <laughs> they got to they gotta tone it down, I think. 
they got a. I think every time a terrorist uh, attacks and the the person kind of looks like me, <laughs> looks like me, it does me no good. <laughs> it makes my life a little more difficult. So I th- I think that that's kind of. Uh, I th- I think they should kind of tone it down. I think like the terrorists should switch to just being really rude or sarcastic to different people. <laughs> they should just. Uh, skip in line in front of people or uh maybe uh maybe just be passive aggressive <laughs> to towards others and and may that at least then the the people that they're passive aggressive to have to live with with the shitty treatment they received versus if a terrorist offs a bunch of people those people can't, those people aren't going to uh do anything cuz they're now gone so, uh, so terrorists, if you're listening to this, <laughs> if you're listening to the pod, uh, start just being sarcastic or, uh, mildly aggressive to people instead of blowing up things. Cause like, you're not even around to help with the cleanup. Like if you're going to do something like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring a dustpan if you're going <laughs> to, if you can't, if you're going to blow yourself up, um, Tate McRae, Calgary's own Tate McRae, was on Saturday Night Live. Um, And we have quite an interesting connection to Tate McRae, or so we believe. (laughs) Because uh, my cousin Nathan, shout out to my cousin, uh, apparently uh, grew up adjacent to Tate McRae. I don't know how, how close he was to Tate McRae. But uh, he assures me that him and his friends caused terror, <laughs> in fact, to poor Tate. <laughs> but but uh, more of the sarcastic terror, because apparently growing up, Tate McRae had, uh, had a, a beloved dog, not unlike my dog, my tap dancing dog from earlier in this episode. Um, she had a beloved dog that uh, was near her yard. And uh, my cousin Nathan and some of his friends, which uh, I don't know if he was even there, if he just had this <laughs> reiterated to himself, but <laughs> some of his friends, uh, which included future NHL Rookie of the Year, Kale McCarr, uh, took the dog and kept it aside, put it aside. And then someone told Tate McRae that her dog died. I don't know if this is true. I might be getting some of the facts wrong, but uh, the story has been reiterated to myself. Then um, my cousin Nathan said, yeah, she was she was such a dweeb because she was upset that her dog died. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> she got so upset and uh, she showed sure she 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 showed all of them. <laughs> She 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 sure showed all of them because now she's on Saturday Night Live with Jason Samoa, not not to be confused with Jason Samosa, which is the Indian Jason Samoa, Jason Momoa, not to be confused with Jason Mimosa, which is the uh, cocktail bar at the Planet Hollywood Cancun. Um. Yeah, uh, Tate was on SNL. Did not mention Calgary. Did not mention any of our great malls. Did not mention 
Um, Eau Claire Market didn't mention her dog dying. <laughs> Nothing. She just went out there and sang her song, and uh, good for her. Uh, leave the past behind, move on, and, and try and make uh, as best you can with uh, what life hands you, I guess. <laughs> um, after the Saturday Night Live, I was really hungry late at night, and uh, I decided to trek over to my local McDonald's, uh, and I requested three barbecue sauces. I was treating myself. I haven't had uh, Chicken McNuggets in a while, which is a big deal for me. I've been weaning off of Chicken McNuggets. And so I was like, I'm going to treat myself to, to some Chicken McNuggets. And I asked for three barbecue sauces. And uh, first of all, they want you in and out of that drive-thru as quick as possible. They don't... If you... If you dare open up the bag to look over the, the barbecue sauce uh, to see if they've delivered on their promise that they made in the drive-thru, they get very upset. They, they look at you like you're a piece of trash rummaging like a raccoon through the trash can for your, for your sauce packlets. <laughs> and so uh so i i actually took the bag home without looking i trusted that that they would do their job right um but unfortunately when i got home even though i had specified three barbecue sauces for my nuggets what i received was two hot mustard sauces and one habanero sauce and I didn't know if they expected me to combine these ingredients to make my own barbecue sauce or what. Um, but it was not the experience that I was I was looking forward to. So I guess I'll have to go back to McDonald's and get the proper nugget experience with the sauce that I that I required. But uh, they're always like treating me like shit at that McDonald's. <laughs> they treat me like garbage today. Um, I went back to that McDonald's to get my pop, uh, a soda pop, and uh, the lady handed me my pop, and then I was like, hey, uh, can I get a straw? And she said, what? And then I said, can I get a straw? And she's like, oh, I forgot, thinking I was going to skull it, skull it this pop down my gullet. <laughs> um and instead, I think they're slowly trying to just get rid of straws and we become only a sip society, um, sipping at the edge of our cups, which I, I don't know if that's good for anyone. Certainly not good for the cups with our, our lip imprints and stuff like that. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Um, so big yikes to McDonald's, even though I'll never quit you. McDonald's, I could walk into a McDonald's and they could punch me in my balls. <laughs> they could, they could twist my dick and I would still be like, please, sir, may I have another nugget? <laughs> they could beat the shit out of me and call me, uh, uh, racial slurs. <laughs> and I would, I would still be like, can I have a McDouble, please? I just need it to survive. So that's the type of hold McDonald's has on society. And until we 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 come together to figure out a, a a possible solution, like maybe some sort of pill that tastes like McDonald's but uh doesn't uh doesn't make us all uh, gain vast amounts of weight. Uh until we figure that out, we're stuck with this cruel mistress that is Mickey D's. Um uh also uh, there was some other things going on this week. 
um, the uh, the local community board had a question posted to it um, because a fellow who was uh, a midnight toker, I guess, popping out onto his... He's a joker, a smoker, and a midnight toker. He's popping out onto his patio uh, and having a, a puff of, of marijuana. And his neighbor complained that the marijuana smoke is leaking into uh, their uh, child's bedroom and causing that child to become mentally ill. <laughs> but maybe that was a typo. Maybe it was just like mentally ill, like a, a cool rapper or something like that, <laughs> that the kid became. Um, but most of the people in the community said, hey, you should be able to smoke on your property wherever you want. Even one person said, I don't even like that stuff, but it is your God-given right. <laughs> Imagine God giving people a right to smoke weed. Like when he's putting together the ingredients of a person. He's like, also, oh, I'm going to give you this God-given right. <laughs> uh, so uh, that person felt pretty assured. And uh, I think they're going to probably go up to their neighbor's child and, and tell him, sorry, tough luck, pal. I guess you'll just have slow reaction time. <laughs> I guess you'll be bad at math, but good at the creative arts because of my weed smoking. Um, any other any any other stuff this week? Uh, no. So uh, with that, uh, the moral of this week is uh, let's cool it with the terrorist stuff. We watched the Matt Reif comedy special this week. Uh, and it caused a little bit of controversy because uh, he basically uh, just uh, torpedoed his entire fan base uh, when he came out. Because uh, he had built up his whole entire shtick was that he was the hot dude comedian. Even though he looks like he like travels exclusively by a, by a go-kart. <laughs> He looks like if Slappy the Dummy from Goosebumps got a queer eye makeover. <laughs> uh, so he's not as hot as uh, as as uh, as people, and I think he knows that too. Like he, I think he thinks he's okay. Like he, but he he certainly spends some time in the gym trying to figure out whatever self esteem issues he's been left with. <laughs> so so I don't know if it's fair to be like this guy's so hot, and that's why. Um, that's why people like him. But uh, his entire come up was on the basis of women uh, finding him attractive. And then he started his special being like just immediately going into misogyny. Being like, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What's the deal with women getting their periods? Like, they should stop that shit. <laughs> uh <laughs> They should, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so th that's how, that's how that went. Uh, Matt Rife, uh, <laughs> I can't say it. Matt Rife looks like if, um, if Macaulay Culkin spent like one too many days with Michael Jackson and then he grew up. <laughs> Like he went for one sleepover that he shouldn't have. Um. 
and then he grew up. He looks he looks like that version, that universe of Macaulay Culkin. Luckily, luckily, uh, that, that didn't happen. So. <laughs> With that, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Planet Jerf podcast. The moral of this week is uh, don't be a misogynist if you're going to be a crowd work comedian. Try and uh, try and be a nice dude on, on either end, I guess. <laughs> so so uh, take care. Peace out, Jerflings. Bye!